Hello, listeners, patients, and or Clear Minds employees. Chris here. Shout out to our patrons and our very own Lights in the Darkness, Alexa Lynn, Kelly Harlan, Timothy O'Keefe, Yanai Ravid, and Alex Peltier. It's finally here. Yes, I'm talking about Q&A for Season 1, Part 2. Enjoy, and remember, stay safe, stay sane. Hello, listeners, patients, and or Clear Minds employees. Welcome back once again to the Patient Files Season 1 Q&A Part 2. Once again, I will be your host. My name is Celine Gray. Pronouns are she, her. I voice the barista, hotel manager, and... Now we're going to go around the circle and let everyone else introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Michael Williams. I voice H. Gray. Uh, Pronouns he, him. Hello, I'm Kevin Lundinsky. I have voiced Greg, Toby, various other characters, noises. Uh, My pronouns are he, him. Um, It's your turn, Abby. She, her. I do the waitress and like other roles. I want to say that, like, I love how your mind goes straight to waitress. Not to, I don't know, Juliet Sanders, Roxanne Lawson. Oh, the waitress? Yeah. The, yeah. the waitress. <laughs> the all seeing Eldrick. Uh, and if you haven't guessed um, <clears throat> by now, you may recognize my voice from last time as well as the podcast. I am Christopher George. Uh, pronouns he, him. I am. Uh, producer, writer, uh, creator, showrunner, sound engineer, voice actor, and you will most recognize my voice as Charles Talbot. And I've played a few different like creatures here and there uh, as well. Just a few. Yeah, just, just a few. Just a, just a tiny bit. Just a handful. <laughs> Alright, that's everyone introduced. We're going to get into the questions now. Uh, we've got one for, for Mike. From Allie on the Discord. Uh, how did H. Gray leave the Force? Do they not age when they are in the Force? How are they created? How did H. Gray break out from their cheerful psychoness? Ooh, that's kind of a few questions in one. So, in all honesty, I I like to think that um, it was not a conscious choice on H. Gray's part. For how much of a monolith the... Uh, the police force is in the city just as like this singular force something has to go wrong in its whole process for someone to break away or for them to become their own person so uh the specifics of which i'm sure will be revealed over time oh yeah Uh, but something interrupted as far as i can imagine Mm -hmm. his whole process Mm -hmm. in what kept him in the force as for what changed his voice from the, from the you know, stop resisting, uh, sort of happy-go-lucky mass murderer that is the normal police force, more along the lines of a, uh, once broken away from that controlling hive mind, an identity needed to be adopted, and he may have picked it up somewhere along the line on his way through. Because you, you don't really break away from something like that with a life of your own. And I don't think that this was just a natural progression for him. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So um, he picked up like the attitude and all that. Yeah. Is he a noir weed? He just has like posters of like different noir like 
uh, oh, movies you, on his you, wall. You know how, like, dreams. Like, over there, there's like, oh, don't it's me. <laughs> uh, I will say, like, I don't know how much this has evolved over time, really, but um, during, like, some of the brainstorming process for H. Gray, we were talking about his voice being something he adopted uh, yes. from media, from noir films, yeah. and things that he had seen, because it was, to him, related to... I guess what a detective and what someone who's there to save the day should be, yeah. um, rather than what the police force was making him into. Mm-hmm. I told my mother it wasn't a phase, it was a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, and then of course... God, no, ours never going out style. Then of course he um, actually went through um, circumstances that made that personality more authentic, mm-hmm. you know? So like he's like, oh no, I'm not sad for a bit, I'm just sad. I was thinking <laughs> that there was some like big emotional like events that really broke him away from everything. Is there more to that? I think you covered it. Okay, next question uh, for Chris, also from Allie. What is the deal Dr. Olin made with the police? Um, so this specific deal I'm not going to say out loud at the moment, or re- and if I never cover it on the main feed or in the Patreon, then one of the Q&As I will. Because it's still up in the air whether I'll include the actual deal specifically with, with the Force. But what I can say about Olin, because this is um, uh, something that I believe, is that Olin has made a lot of deals with a lot of powerful entities within the city. And the deals themselves are going to be different depending on the entity. Okay. Next up, questions from Discord from Akella the Fun. To the voice actors, you all do such an incredible job of bringing the characters to life, and there have been several times where your performances have given me chills. Which episode, or part of an episode, was the most challenging to record, whether technically challenging, emotionally challenging, or both? That, that is a very good one. Um, I, I can start start off. So, um, let's see. Um, I, I think all the technically challenging would probably come from you. Well, technically challenging could just be technically challenging as a voice actor because there are so many times where you want to hit an emotion right or you want to get a feeling right. Um, I want to say the hardest one, the hardest one for me to do. So episode seventeen, I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but it's the one about the eyes that grow in this stuff. That one was technically difficult for me uh, because I don't really have a lot of anxiety, but the character is a shut in and super anxious, so I had to like dig deep. To find that anxiety, um, I would so I wouldn't say Greg or Toby have had any more like really emotional, like they were emotionally difficult for me. Uh, but I'd say the most technical, like like difficult on me to record was the uh, was the uh, the the uh, creatures in um, I can't remember the name of the episode. Obviously, oh, um, we've done some creatures. What was the episode about? Oh, it was the it was um when it was the uh, creatures that um H Gray had faced um with the um the, the uh, anglerfish the anglerfish yeah, that was episode yeah. thirteen um, where I, I had this where I was speaking while breathing in I, I yeah. like I just try to sound like you're choking while it's like it's like that was pretty hard in the throat. Did you use mm-hmm. your own voice at any point? Oh, like kind kind of. Um, that was like your starting point was like the robot's voice and then you twisted it into something else right um it's very um very uh very fiddlesticks uh inspired yeah so I, i've run into more if, in terms of technical difficulty more of it with the 
HQ Investigation series than the main series, just because there's a lot more I'm going over with that grumbly H. Gray voice. So maintaining that voice without it, like, um, rasping my throat. Uh, it's, it's like I get very close to it, but not quite over that line. I kind of have to balance that a little bit. Um, it's also my entirely my fault because I chose the character voice at the start of the series, and then I had to own it. Such a good character. Uh, <coughs> it is. I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize it was oh, yeah, you. I didn't even realize it was you for the first couple, <laughs> couple episodes. Um. <laughs> and I've known him for ten years. You kept showing up to our house, and you were like wearing a trench coat. You're like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got the part of. Yeah. And then after like a couple weeks, we had to be like, okay, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that hurt a little. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but um, in terms of just the trickiest one, where I felt like it was the trickiest to get down, honestly, uh, the Juliet Sanders episode. It was really the first time I was doing a monologue with H. Gray. He's had some very quick uh, in-character, just like character-to-character lines prior to that. Um, so I not only had to, it was, and on that note, it was a monologue that was unlike the other ones in the series, where it was either Talbot reading a, reading a, a monologue from someone else's perspective, and he's just kind of like trying to experience what they were experiencing during that, uh, or like, oh, was uh, Lucian introduced yet at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a little bit different from theirs, because... I'm still playing H. Gray, which means I need to discover how he emotionally responds to things like this. Mm-hmm. That first episode and first introduction to him. So I, I basically needed to get a full character mindset down when confronting, you know, confronting the the, the, the ghost, when confronting the, uh, like, uh, the death of that character. I needed to realize and figure out how he reacts to that that episode, yeah. not you, just you how could, some other character wrote reacted. To it. Yeah, you could sure. you could have called back to part one, uh, talk and talk about the goodbye Noah line. Uh, that was that was <laughs> um Peter's favorite yeah Pete, H Gray performance. Yeah, ever. yeah, every everyone really really enjoyed the emotional delivery of I goodbye Noah. Honestly, loved doing that because like at that point I was um. At that point, I I, I sort of had down. Yeah, you kind of had to because I forced you a monologue and like, well, I have to create a character now. Like, all right, yep. now I know who the character. Is. Um, I, I got real invested in H. Gray. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I really appreciate. Uh, H. Gray was not the first role that I was uh, set up for. I initially did a recording as Doctor Talbot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I was Doctor Talbot at first, and I don't know some of the lines. I felt like because you know uh, uh, Chris uh, is far more intuitive and in the know about like uh psychiatric things uh the character was very much written obviously by chris but uh as they all were but um when it, it, it didn't feel like it was clicking for me and then he mentioned well i do have this noir detective like edgy boy <laughs> and i'm like oh if you don't if you, you don't mind. mind i still have i still have um the files Maybe I'll throw it on the Patreon at some point or throw it out there of episode one. Completely completed sound effects, sound oh, design, everything. Cool. Mike as Charles Talbot. And it I is like so weird. It, it, it's, what if we, it feels uh, just, just have everyone do their own episode one as, <laughs> as, as Charles. As, yeah, everyone <laughs> do their own personality to kind of be like, 
Dr. Charles Tabo recording. Uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Charles Tabo. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine they're a valley girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, Okay. so really quick, before we get on to Abby's question, I have to open up a bottle of water. Oh, yeah. And yep. for normal uh, reasons, it's water. Yeah. I drink it like water. That's good water. We call it H, we call it H gray water. Um, this episode is sponsored by water. Is it in you? <laughs> it will be. Um... um. So, problems I've had or problems I've caused? The hardest. <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, which, which number's bigger? I feel, so, I feel like this so, helps in recording. It comes as both. So, like, I, I span so many. I guess, let, let's start with, like, a problem that I cause in my own life that makes life hard for everyone around me. Ah. And the fact it's very hard for me to not bounce around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the studio, I'd be like, all right. Great take, but I can you not jump because you're rattling the mic. Um, you're disturbing um, the downstairs neighbors. It's like I, I get all goofy, you know. I get I yeah. get all wiggly. I'm like, um, she's wiggly and giggly. I, I'm not giggly. Uh, for everyone at home, if you're looking for like visual image, uh, Abby is a sentient wacky wavy flame art for like humanity. Yeah. If you're looking for an image, think of like the hottest person you could think of, and then think of the person next to them that you have for scale. Oh god. <laughs> and, and that would be me. Don't be mean to yourself. Don't be mean to my friend. Don't, don't, don't you insult my wife. But, <laughs> but also give me like a big feather boa and some sunglasses and a shirt that says that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um it's it's very hard, especially when um on when I was Juliet. And I was doing like falling down. Dying was easy. Dying, yeah. dying one You chase. die like a pro. Every time I told you to die, <laughs> you just dying is so, easy. It's harder. Um, True. <laughs> so I, I think about some up. Oh, my so Hamilton fans out there. What's up? I immediately fell on that. So, like, um, dying, you just go, you kind of like um, go on some water, you know, you, you die. It's, it's yeah. like. It's ingrained, you know, it came free with your living package. Uh-huh. Um, the um, <laughs> scream falling down, that was very hard to do, not going, ah, and, and actually, like, you know, moving to fall down. Yeah. I actually did trip, I think, the first time you, I you did. You did. I, I was able to, I think that's the one I used, but I was able to get the... Oh, really? Yeah, I was able to get the, the mic rattle, um, like, delete so that. Happy. Yeah. Um, so I do cause so much issues in the fact that um, I need to be strapped down. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed last time which of the casting casting crew are actually the characters in real life. Yeah. Oh, Abby C. Eli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could totally see it. That's so funny. <laughs> you have electricity powers, then. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. <laughs> 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 I, I'm taking off my Donahue shirt. <laughs> um, I'm taking it off. I'm putting it next to me. Like, it's, it's right there. Oh, that's such an Eli thing there, to there, do. There's, um, a, there's an Eli shirt second, underneath. She I was prepared. I take off my second Talbot shirt. I, I really guessed what wrong. <laughs> you went Lucian Talbot, H-Gray. <laughs> H-Gray. And then you went Greg, uh, Greg yeah, Toey. <laughs> the last shirt I, you're wearing actually, says Eli. After, I just take out some scissors. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just putting on the Eli crown. Glow. <laughs> um, so performance-wise, other than me just being a wiggly, really kind of, um, wiggly kind of gal, um, so like one of them, 
is waitress. Waitress was so hard because that was like the first thing. Yeah, your nerves to got to. Like my nerves are. And the thing is, it's one thing when you're like in your like reading a thing and you're and you have this concept for a character and um it, it, you're getting in the story of it. You're like, oh my god, and you like start like out. yeah, you start like kind of thinking like how they like live their like the room looks. Like, you get in like their headspace and then like when you're acting, it just comes out. Mm-hmm. It's different when it's like you're a waitress, give them enchiladas, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. What's what are her what are, what are her motivations? <laughs> so so that was hard because it's like okay, this is the first time you're doing it, and you also like just just do it, and then I don't know if you ever anyone's ever just looked at you and just expected you to do it, and then there's a whole room of people that are very quiet looking at you expecting you yeah, to do it. and then you're looking at yourself and you're expecting to do it. <laughs> yeah, there is there is this nerve that. Yeah. when you step in front of a mic, especially yeah. when there's like someone in the room that's there to like direct and guide you, or if other voice actors are just because we're doing mm-hmm. it, tend to do it and try to do more multiple yeah. people in a day. It, it, it was worth it because I got an Oscar for that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I had to like beat some up and steal it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I still gave it to you. I mean, I scratched out the name and I wrote yeah. kind of my name. I misspelt it the first time, but right. I, the second time I did You get did it. nail it, yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to make a joke about a new boyfriend named Oscar, but you ruined it. Uh, that too. Uh, <laughs> it came with the Oscar. Yeah, oh, you, you, oh you, car- you carved your name into the dude. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah. why I misspelled then it. then scratched like, it out. I was like, oh my God, Oscar, I my name with an I instead of a Y, and I don't even know why I did that. That's not even close. And then he so cried, who are you? Can I go home? <laughs> and yeah. then I'm like, Oscar, you're the one thing keeping me from snapping. Please don't. <laughs> you haven't snapped yet? <laughs> um, um, so. And um, the other hard role I had was in HK Investigations, where there's one person who's supposed to not have emotions, but also... Yeah, like, yeah. Emotions. The, um, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. No, 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 that's in the main piece. Cult leader was hard because there's so many flavors. There's so many delicious flavors. You, oh, I, I want to say <laughs> two things really quick. One, I love how method you are because like one one piece of advice I give like if your character is tied up, actually hold on to your shoulders and struggle. It'll make your voice sound like you're struggling because you are. Right. And so I appreciate that Abby is so method whenever she's doing a character. Um, like so even though she's like I'm a bouncing all over the place. Um. I, I enjoy it. It works really well. Um, yeah, but I'm surprised that you found the cult leader, or not the cult leader, the um, the, the Miranda. It's kind of like, oh, I've, I've, I've played, I've been kind of like a character like this before, you know, you, you kind of like, um, they, they wanted like no emotion, but still kind of like it's interesting, like not just dead yeah. hands. Be, right? be emotionless, um, but be entertaining. And it, that seems so interesting, that seems like so like easy, I guess. When you think about it, where it's like, yeah, I cannot have emotions. That's easy. I disassociate all the time. <laughs> yeah, let me get it in there. Oh my god, same. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm there. I'm not there. We'll, we'll be there. And then you get to it, and then you start saying it, and it feels wrong. Yeah. And it's hard to like fight your instinct of, oh, that feels weird. See, I <laughs> thought you're the one that you would have yeah. said you struggled with the with the most because I have to commend you because you did such a good job stepping up. Is your interpretation of Roxanne Lawson? Because that was a character that you oh, were doing. So I had so much problems in all of my dead girls. So, <laughs> um, but it was so good. Because she has that transatlantic accent, and yeah. uh, man, do I not have that. So <laughs> like, that's like, oh, that's fine. I've seen a, a black and white movie before in my life, mm-hmm. um, and then 
I tried to do it and um, it didn't come out and I was looking at them and I had tears and stopped streaming down my face instantly. And I was like, please help me. And then we had to play the BoJack Horseman. Uh. Yeah, we had to play, we had to play some inspiration. We got you my uh, my bathrobe to like put yeah, around I you. Yeah, I had to wear so a bathrobe. So you could hold it. Yeah. We wore a bathrobe. We, we, we watched that one reporter from Horseback, well, the Horsejack Bowman. Horsejack Bowman. Bojack like, um, like 30 times I was in my robe, I was in my prime. There's a moment you get in a flow state, though, when it's like, oh, man, you got it. And then you start, like, flowing through it, and then something interrupts it, and you're like, oh, God, put on the Bojack again. You're so nice. You say something, but I know you mean me. Because um, I'm usually like, pause, uh, I need a retake, and you're like, well, I can't. Um, <laughs> oh, I would like to, I, I just kind of want to say this real quick. Yeah. Uh, Chris has adopted saying pause in real life as well yeah. since uh, yeah. starting this. So whenever yeah. we're talking, just casually, we go, oh, pause. I have a thing for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's very my, true. Roxanne, I didn't, like, I found her interesting and, like, fun. And I was nervous about getting the accent down and, like, getting in that character. And I was, like, I was extra freaking out because I was, like, I'm feeling everyone. Meanwhile, uh, we're all sitting, uh, we're sitting in the room just gushing, like, this is so good. Uh, and she's, like, crying. Um, from Detroit J. Hohen, a question for Chris. Uh, will the scripts be available as a bonus in Patreon? Maybe as a PDF? They already are. Um, so if you sign up for our, um, one of our tiers, excuse me which one at the moment, not only do you get, like, the scripts in PDF form that you can download and, and keep forever, but you also get access to episodes early, you get the Patreon series, and other bonus episodes to come. Um, and that's absolutely fine uh, where you will find them. So, yes. Holy guacamole! For just a simple $199 a day. You can say that. <laughs> uh, next up from JaneZone89, we got a few questions for Kevin. Greg has seen little screen time, but is one of my favorite characters. Will we see more of him in the near future? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 Maybe now that Donahue and Eli went through the rift, he be with a train television. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I foresee uh, Greg being there in the future. He's going to be uh, always, as long as that building is standing, he will be there uh, cleaning up the messes that any number of the goobers that take place within it are yeah, going to be cooler. I, I mean, he, he, he's always been the deus ex Greg in us so far. We can't just get rid right. of that. Yeah. Well, here's the fun part. Uh, no, you will see more of Greg. Um, I will say... It'll be a minute. Um, he'll be there. Yeah. Whether he's, you hear him or not, he's he is always, always there. there. Uh, <laughs> on that note, will we see more of Toby? Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. Have oh, we yeah. seen Toby? Pretty sure it's just all been phone calls. Um, we'll see him in. Well, I mean, we have right in the yeah. in, in the, the H grade investigations. Yeah, in H grade investigations. I don't know if Talbot has ever met him. No. I feel like if he did, really all the problems that would have been like in the show totally would have just would have failed. Yeah. Toby yeah. would have been like, oh, that's what this is. If he was there when he's being chased by the mentor, he would have just suplexed <laughs> <laughs> Toby is secretly OP. That's um, right. You hear for one Patreon subscription, you yeah. get to meet Toby. I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm real life. And I don't think H Ray has ever described him. Toby is seven feet tall. <laughs> has, a, has an 18 pack. Do all demons have a Russian accent? Um, not all of them. 
A proportional amount surely do. <laughs> um, he definitely does. Uh, the nanny that raised him surely does. We like to think. Like That's thing. not written in stone yet. I, I'm writing it in stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess yeah, I, I have become the lore master. Yeah. Can you, what are you doing with that chisel? Yeah, I'm, I'm chiseling I'm, right now. I'm writing the lore. It's uh, Russian because he watched Braveheart too many times and he can't do like that accent. <laughs> he can't do Scottish, <laughs> so he went with it. It was a poor choice to make a recording studio made of, made of solid granite. That's just I'm like, hey, hang, hang on, Braveheart, what? Oh. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that, but it came back around. No one knows where I'm going. Okay, next up for Abby from oh, Lo- no. <laughs> for Abby from Loves Butter and Pickles. Juliet was amazing, and I hope we see more of her. Aside from surviving in the manor, what did she do for fun? Like, was there, was there a pool table or a TV or something? In the manor? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think she had a, any opportunity for fun in there. Um, I like to think. Um, that one, I totally believe there was a pool table. Did she play the pool table? No, oh. not in the not in the traditional way. But um, she's someone who um, has been <laughs> the untraditional Sorry. way. I, my mind got stuck on not in the traditional way. I'm like, how do you untraditionally play pool? Uh, I went with how? trying to beat the ghost. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe there was a copy of We Fit in the matter, but the board was broken. <laughs> um, it's um kind of like. She's someone who tries to find reason in every situation she's in, even if there is none to be found. And I find probably even if there was no time for fun fun, some fun could be made on going through the rooms and just kind of putting a reason in the rooms there or thinking about why things are. Like if there's a pool table, like rolling a ball and imagine them playing. Right. You know? Kind so, of like making up a story as she goes to kind of keep her sanity for one. So there was no computer games. No she also had a Tamagotchi. Canonically. <laughs> 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 that is coming back. That she tried season. to kill it and is. it just would not die. Yeah, that's actually the ghost one. The Tamagotchi will be in season two. Everyone comment that. <laughs> tamagotchi she started talking season. to the painting. <laughs> um, but it's um, kind of like when there's a level of solitude where you invent the world for yourself so that she you feel, but, you know, a lot of people have people they don't like that they're alone with. Like, sometimes... Yeah, have, Chris. <clears throat> sometimes you have her alone in the same room, and I have to, like... Be there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I'm just kind of thinking about, like, Rome, you know? <laughs> um, She's thinking about running away with Love's Butter and Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's when there's no room when you're in such like a go-go like ride or live or die thing the, the best thing you can do is try to like imagine like yourself like with and the reason around you yeah so basically she you think yeah. that she's so focused on survival she didn't really have down not, not downtime to play around but maybe um enough time walking through the room to be like Man, whoever was playing stripes definitely was losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then kind of like wandering yeah. thoughts. Yeah, make, I make like up that. The world okay, next up for Mike from Juice Josh eight five four. Do the cops age? Age Gray gives off the feeling he's a bit older, but the cops around sound useful. Youthful, excuse me. <laughs> useful, useful to serve. <laughs> youthful. Certain. What's going on with that? So, um, this is actually something that has a bit of. Con- to it. 
Um, again, this is, it's so far been elaborated on a little bit more in uh, the H. Gray investigation series, uh, more through implications than anything. Um, I don't know if it was specifically stated, but there's, there's enough in that um, where um, there's actually, um, I'm, I'm not going to spoil exactly what for the sake of uh, people who may want to go and then discover themselves. Um, but there is, um, it, it is established that uh, all the, I don't know by what means, but the police as a whole, they don't really age. It's Rogan. Um, H. Gray ages. Uh, he is getting old. <laughs> he is getting old. He, he's not police anymore. He's not police anymore. He's not a person. <laughs> yeah, I think he said it best in the finale that, like, when he left the force, like, oh, there's a lot he lost. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's actually quite a few powerful booms that come with being a, a one of a member of the police in the city. With, I think everyone's realized a pretty serious trade. It's sort of the, uh, sure, you, you might end up having this element of uh, longevity, maybe permanent usefulness uh, when you're in, but um, you don't have you time to appreciate it. You, if you're in, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and I think there's still, it's great discovering whether or not who he actually is to some extent, Yeah. whether he is his own person or has just become his own person. Yeah, yeah, especially um, at the beginning of uh, HP yeah. investigation. Yep. In patient files, I think he's like pretty confident that he knows who he is most of the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because patient files takes place a lot later on. Um, uh, you said it was like twenty something. Yeah, it was years, like twenty yeah. something years on. Oh my god! I feel like I would be very well in the hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would you don't do have really a choice. Well yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> well. I feel like I would do well in the hive. I, like, I feel like the one thing that holds me back is my own self-destructive decisions. New, <laughs> new, new patient files um, merch. I feel like I would do well in a high yeah, yeah. Ooh, that, I have a lot of friends that I'd have wear, I'd wear that shirt. We're all the same like person, so we're all the same. We have all the same media opinions, so we can just kind of oh. listen to each other talk about it uh, at the same time. I think I would do well because I love to hear myself talk. And so, like, oh, oh it wouldn't be your voice. Well, then I would want to run a high five. Oh, I don't want to be a hype man if I was lost. I find I would want to be someone else. I would be clear. You want to be a drone. Yeah, you, you, like, want, you want to be the hive, not the mind. I want to, I want to be you the know? mind. Um, okay. I think we're good for next up. Uh, a question for everyone from Juice Josh. Uh, Chris, Chris and I answered this last time, so we can leave it to the rest of you. How did you get involved in the patient files, and do you have any advice for those that want to create something of their own? That was Chris's roommate. Uh, was. Yeah, was. <laughs> yeah, he abandoned us. I um, was actually in a dumpster mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. And while you were throwing away like some like pizza. Yeah. Um, I heard a scream, <laughs> and I was like, I need that. It was a scream of joy because yeah. pizza. And then um, you were like, man, do I need that? But man, um, I have no idea how to get her into my home without getting rabies, because I was infected with rabies at the time. Yeah, it's, it's the um, Then you kind of like, down. yeah, you left the skittles. I followed it to your door, and then you kind of just kept me there since. Yeah, in the basement. Yeah, in the, in the basement. Yeah. 
Um, I found a nice corner. I've been counting out the days. I'm at seven. Hold on. <laughs> Did someone give you writing utensils? Oh no, I've been using my nails. You can tell oh, by the way fine. they're bandaged right now. That. Um, well, then who gave you bandages? Okay, that I'll never tell you. <laughs> Kevin sneaking in contraband. <laughs> I knew it was a mistake to hire you as a janitor for the basement. Yeah, um, they let me stay in the basement and they don't tell people what I did in my So that kind of works for me. Which 99? You know. We don't talk about it. 17. Damn it! I said we don't talk about it. I cannot stress how many crimes I was not convicted for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the phrase, you are what you eat, I am an innocent man. <laughs> I, I, do want, I do want you to keep that in mind. Oh, not convicted. Yeah. Absolutely not. I love my wife. <laughs> so, uh, how did you get involved? Um, <laughs> you know, I hang out with uh, Mike a lot to play Pathfinder amongst, you know, the other things, hanging out, um, and you guys were working on it, and I, I was always very interested in it, but it kind of spoiled over to one point, like, you know what, yeah, I will audition for it, and um, I think, like, the day that I gave you the audition, you're like, I have a perfect character for you. Yes. I reminded yeah. him, like, six times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you reminded me, like, six times, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I was building up the nerves. I'm a nervous man. At least the audition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were building it up as the series was going. So it, I'm like, look, well, you need to get it. I was building my courage. <laughs> it, it is kind of like pulling teeth to get Kevin to do anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. How dare you say something so hurtful yet so true. <laughs> Abby, you're, you're going to hurt your neck nodding. <laughs> I'm not in any distress. We are all here of our own free will. Yes, you Can I go are. Back to the oh, we're not gonna. Wow. Well. Okay, that's a first. Um, but also a first we say not yet. I'm, Later. I'm fine with being the thing that lives in the basement. It's <laughs> a dream of mine. Okay. Uh, there was a second half to the question. I'm sorry. Do, do any of you have any advice for someone wanting to create content of their own? Um, start. Yeah. Like really. actually, in all honesty, like um, just. You're going to want to do it to death before uh, you get started, and you're going to be, like, trying to get it perfect before even publishing anything. Just start. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, even if you feel like it's not perfect, if you haven't fully gotten it out there yet, you're not probably going to feel like it's perfect. You'll have time to go back and uh, uh, maybe reimagine it later. Um, mm -hmm. Taking the first step and putting that out there is important. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I have advice that I have gotten. For anyone doing something creative, that I learned when I was writing fanfiction. Um, <laughs> of course you wrote no fanfics. One, no one will ever do that. <laughs> They're gone I've, seen, I've seen it. No. And it's kind of something... So you make it, and you make this baby, and it's everything that you love, right? And you, you put it out there, and you put it out there for either like a group of your peers that you trust, or like just online, because that's a good sampling. And you get it ripped to absolute shreds, absolutely destroy your self-image, like destroy like everything you thought, like have it everything bad about it printed <laughs> out. Um, but that like kind of depth of like, oh God, taking it like my baby, but that's me. That's like a bit of me. That's something I put mm -hmm. out there that I put effort in, something like I cared about and people are tearing it apart. But 
there's a growth moment from having those experiences of yeah. having something you made criticized that you learn to take a step back and look at actually what you put out without these glasses of that this is you and the glasses of this is a work that I can like grow and change and like through like um my own personal learning through your own personal learning through what people say you can keep trying and make something even better that you could have made if you just kind of stayed in your echo chamber that you're perfect yeah um well, learning I, <laughs> I mean you are yeah, yeah. um you make me say that so you feed me in the mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's the price for food <laughs> but um there's so much that can be learned from um kind of like a death of the author of what you create yeah of like once it out there once people start like perceiving it your own perceptions of what you made is dead and now you elevate your work through that interaction and through um growth you learn as you get torn apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I do want to comment on that really quick, too. I, I, first of all, those are very, very true words. Mm-hmm. And um, my first major was in art. So one of the things we had to do was learn how to be critiqued. Like, because whenever you put anything out there, it's going to be, you're going to be so vulnerable doing so. And there are always going to be people who don't like what you put out, yeah. no matter what you put out. And you have to learn how to accept that criticism and use that not as a way to be defeated, but to move forward. Okay, that's why your professor paid me to yell at so, you guys from the uh, hallway. I, yeah. I guess too long to not read. Learn how to look at your work as not you. Mm-hmm. And once you can do that, you'll you'll start growing. Right. And after that incredibly heartfelt answer from Abby, we have a question for Abby. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was done talking. <laughs> what else are you for? <laughs> Uh, this question comes. <laughs> this question comes from not a skinwalker this time. Oh, cool! That's definitely not skinwalker. So yeah, of course not, not skinwalker this time. I, I've done so many things with skinwalker. Who hasn't? Anyway, uh, for the longest time, you were the only female voice in the show. How did it feel to represent every woman in the city, and how did this happen? Three things. I am not a hive mind. Um. I have mm-hmm. never been convicted of a crime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting war straight. I did nothing in the past years that required me to take sanctuary in your basement. Okay. <laughs> Those are all true facts. And I have not been assimilating other girls you put in the basement to have jobs here. <laughs> That's four things. <laughs> I thought I was at seven. <laughs> Remember, round up to the nearest right, seven. Right, right, right. Round up to the nearest once, like, you lose a certain part of your humanity, you start learning how to count. You stop learning how to count. Um, <laughs> Numbers you, are so... Math you, is so beneath you. You do gain kind of an insight of what's going to happen next. Oh, God. <laughs> Put that on the shirt. You lose the ability to do simple math, but you gain omnipotence. Yeah, like, one time I, 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 I was doing a math test, and I failed, but I knew I was going to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of like, there is a pressure to it where it's like, hey, you're like the one girl we can get right now, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just slightly slightly steal the questions from you um, because like you're the only girl that put in like finding yeah. female voice actors in my experience, I don't know if it's company standard, wasn't um or industry standard, uh wasn't easy. Um, 
And then Abby's like, I'm interested. And I was like, oh, yeah. Trying to play it cool. Sure. Put in an, uh, an audition in and, my mind. Like, put in the audition. Please. And I did put down the single greatest audition we have received. Yes. So, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So, going on, I, I knew that there wasn't a lot of girls applying. I, I applied because it sounded really fun and I meant to do it and I procrastinated. And then, like, I, I did it a little later. I I came on with a character like that's gonna be that's gonna be in season two. Hey. hey yeah. Um, but it's like oh, until then you can kind of like make it seem like there are girls physically existing in our world. Yeah. That yeah. was the word to use. I'm very like um Chris was like and this is my Chris impression. This sounds exactly like Chris. This is me talking. I just want to clarify. Um, hey, we knew it to seem like girls are here. So like. Uh, that's very exciting. You're here, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Chris. Wow. Um, <laughs> you also do an impression of yourself. Yeah, I was at first going to compliment the impression. I was on Abby's anime. And then it's kind of like, okay, so then it's like splattering of roles that are I kind of like show up, and it's like, okay, then like, okay, we need you to get into like this, and that's it's so weird to be given a role that. Um, because I don't have a character that I'm like, oh, I'm totally in the headspace. I'm making up like more defining things yeah. in my head as I'm going. Um, I'm here. I'm going to like try to be in their head for like this episode, and then I'm gonna die. And so it's like that's that's <laughs> it, right? And um, there's this pressure of going in, and everyone's like talking about their characters, and I'm like, oh man, not that I'm every background ambient girl. I I don't have anything to share with the group, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, like, if anything, your job is harder. Because to play a new character every yeah. time is difficult. And then it's also kind of like, man, are they getting tired of me, probably? No, <laughs> man, are they like, man, would, can they get someone who isn't this? There's a pressure to it, but at the end of the day, it, the only thing that made it harder was staying in one headspace. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. You get a, head, a full-on headspace in season two, so. Yeah, and I have my space full of heads. Yeah. <laughs> In the basement. Okay. <laughs> ne- next up, a question for everyone. We'll just go around the circle. Um, I, I don't. I don't think uh, this one was asked last time, so we get to answer. Oh, cool. Uh, also from not a skinwalker this time. If you could have one ability or power of a creature in the city, what would you have, and why? Um, Doctor Olin. As for why, that's spoilers. Mike. That's a that's a cop out answer. <laughs> that's the copiest out answer. Pick one that the viewers can identify with. Yeah. I don't know. If there's someone that can just fill my bank account, I'll take the power. That would be totally fine. Okay. <laughs> Remember, you can refill anything. Yeah, he can refill anything. I'll that's... take Toby's powers. <laughs> Toby's wow. got some if in the hands of anyone better than Toby, his powers would be so OP. Um oh, what was it? Um a hard one. In all honesty, I actually really like uh, H. Gray's power specifically. And mm-hmm. I know that's technically me just picking me, but uh, you know, playing as much D&D, Pathfinder, and stuff as I do, the ability to do any voice I want perfectly, like, just perfect good. copy, can do that. And not to mention, I would then be able to take every voice actor's job ever and undercut everyone and be every character in existence. Uh, I like honestly, you're, I like you're trying to be. Like, I would replace all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could, I would make sure none of you had jobs. You wouldn't do me because I already just went into like a ramble about job security. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> um, 
You're, funny. You're funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think H. Graves is uh, most you uh, honestly the most applicable for my casual interests. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure <laughs> which episode number it is, but the one where the old man is possessed by that like <laughs> also like. Episode seven. It's episode seven, yeah, where he's possessed by that by that other like entity who's like taking care of control of him whenever he's like passed out, right? Yeah, it I would adore that. I, I would like figure So out. do you not want the power, you just want the spirit? I want the spirit. I want <laughs> I want to just pass out and then my house has been cleaned and painted. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I wouldn't go like, oh no, what's happening? I would vibe with that so hard. <laughs> like cool. But Kevin, he'd get rid of your PS5. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he'd, he'd enjoy it too. You just be about once you figured out that he's doing it because it's like for health benefits and pretty yeah. You leave an article that says how gaming helps with hand-eye coordination, <laughs> like all of this like start manipulating. <laughs> I would uh, leave a little note that says, "Hey, help me grind uh, and help me grind a little bit, like get some points on like Dead by Daylight or something." And then I pass out, and then, and then he would have everyone like prestige of like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> Um, I believe I already answered this by saying I feel like I would do really well in a high con. Abby wants to be a cop. Yeah, like I feel like if there's if there's like seven things that could really describe me is that I would be a great cop and I would do really well in a high con. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love it so much. Um, um, <laughs> I feel like all that's like missing is people giving me the chance to prove that I can be trusted. With responsibility, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. <laughs> uh so, not, my I'm, answer. I'm not in a high <laughs> For me, uh, the waitress. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not to say her power of positive thinking. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Greg. Like, like, first of all, he's clearly powerful, he has demon stuff. Even though he's not Dorfix guy, one of the first things he does, one of the first things he shows is that he can absolutely fix a door because he kicks it down and then creates a new door. Um, and but also the ability to like, uh, no, maybe not Greg because that that's not a power. He's just a demon. Demons have powers. Yeah, yeah. It's a sweet I'll say the power to break doors, but you can just corner the market. Yeah, the door market, uh, highly competitive. I'm not right? a demonic entity, but that does sound useful for most day to day tasks. Yeah, if not, if not Greg, I would have to say, I don't know. That's hard because I'm like trying not to pick the main cast. Um, you know, so I'm trying to think of something obscure. I feel like you'd want to be one of those little gremlins from like big, like like the like, first like few uh, episodes, episode like, four. Like, like, yeah, like so I can just a be invisible so no one notices me, but also drain their social battery so I have more energy. Right? <laughs> I mean, I kind of do that anyway, but <laughs> I, you are a bit of a vampire. I feel like I'd also be a good one of those dead children. I feel like I'd be good at oh the uh, giggling children. Yeah, I can't stress how much I'm not dead. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like I I would be. Dead. You know they're not dead; they're just invisible. Well, I'm just taking yeah. just taking the mic around, picking one of your own characters. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah, she you... didn't credit herself. She uh, plays children, right? By the way, I, I uh, don't she, play she children. Didn't, <laughs> by the way, she, she didn't, she didn't figure I out that role. I cannot stress how much I don't play children. <laughs> she, she didn't figure out that role. By the way, she's like, oh, I wonder what this will do for this. Uh, that she does that. Every day in the house at 4 a.m. Even with the <laughs> reverb, I'll just wake up in a cold sweat and I'll be giggling in the hallway. 
Why is a demon Agatha working as a janitor? Does hell not pay enough for what? Do you think hell pays them anything? <laughs> really? It's hell. But honestly, no. They do get health benefits. Yeah. Hell benefits. They actually have a really good retirement plan. <laughs> not that I've ever been to hell. Um, no, but I feel that most of hell, I feel like when you really look at the grand scope of it, would be kind of encompassing waste management. <laughs> Just it just he already already had work experience that exactly was, uh, that he could apply right um where well, yeah it's just um it's probably a lot calmer <laughs> in the offices but like when, um, when I throw away a tissue it doesn't scream and the city <laughs> Greg, Greg probably really I feel like Doctor Olin pays a lot better than hell even if he's not paying in money. <laughs> Age gray. That's true. Uh, next up, a question for Abby. Did Roxanne finish that run death long enough to put the rug back? Tell me if she's safe, please. Can we check? No. <laughs> oh my god. It just shatter this person's hopes. Um, I like to think she did. Sure. I like to think she did. <laughs> I, like we said in part one, one don't, don't count I'm any saying, character out. I'm saying things as I look at Chris's face. I like to think she did. No. 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 <laughs> Wait to find out, I guess. My headcanon is that, is that, they're, that in season four, there's going to be a very slow burn um, romance between Greg and, and uh, Miss Lawson. You say that, but you have no idea what season four is and why that is hilarious. Um, yes. Because I <laughs> fucking nailed it. Like a ghost yes. And her and Greg are going to get married. Okay, uh, next question for everyone from the same asker. I'm not going to repeat it because Chris, repeat because it? no, because Chris was so pretentious. Wait, is it Agatha or Abatha? It's 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 Abatha Christie. Clearly off of Agatha Christie. I thought it was so, so, like, cute. My last name's actually Abby Chrysler, so, like, that's... Oh. <laughs> we might be related. <laughs> that's Mary, how, Mary that's Chrysler. Uh, what is a monster you personally want to know more about? It could be its past, how it works, etc. This is a question for everyone, and I don't think it was asked last time. So Chris and I get to pitch in, and I'm going to skip me for a moment while I think about it and let Mike answer first. So, I immediately have one. The uh, the tap tap tapping of the keyboard from episode one. Oh, the insect the creature. Insect thing. creature. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Uh, the my main reason being, um, it doesn't strike me as a one-off monster. Mm-hmm. It strikes me as a species of creatures that are in the city. Yeah, and you don't get to know how many there are. I know you that sort of comes across with. Uh, a number of the creatures here, like the um, like the anglers and things along those lines, because there are plurals of them. But this is one creature that could lure an entire building of people into their demise if it felt like it. There are very few things in the patient palace that are one-offs. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, it stood out to me the most because it didn't, uh, where... I know we've had a few mimic monsters, but that yeah. one just really stuck. Well, with not only me. was it the first one, but it's such a it's such a creepy thing yeah. too. Because like when you it's in a job, 
You know what I'm saying? Like if your boss is calling your name, even if you have the heebie-jeebies, they're gonna still go to your boss's office. Right. Yeah. Some it, it, it hit close to home as someone who's been in like uh shitty jobs their whole life, right? Yeah. But on top of that, everyone that we sort of talked to about like because we specifically asked people what they thought their men like what their mental image for this monster was, despite not really going into a lot of detail with it. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first one <laughs> out of all of them, it's like, oh, people got a pretty consistent mental image of this. Yeah. Like this spider-like centipede like that it wasn't just one creature or one insect. Yeah. Um so I don't know, it felt I, I feel like it was I, I feel like he delivered the writing in that episode just so well that Aww. it stuck with everybody. Thank you. Okay. That's a that's that's cool. And that's a really good answer. That's an amazing answer. Um um, one that I'm really interested in would be the, it would be the mold from, I think that's episode two. Yeah. Um, just like, that has to come from, it doesn't just like emerge. Like it's not just like, it doesn't want, I feel like it doesn't wander. I mean, it's like something brings it or. I mean, yeah. mold has spores. It travels. Right. Yeah. So, like at that point, it was it would be in everyone's. A lot of lore. A, a lot of lore. Right. A lot of lore. The city does get answered get in season two. But what I can say is, the mold, along with several other different creatures, have very specific conditions. Exactly. That like they show up or spawn at or right. created or yeah. make make sure you turn on the ventilation fan when you take a shower yeah. or you'll get the mold yeah and i feel like that, that one's the that one's like really bad for me because it's just like the gaslighting that it kind of has where it's like no one else really sees it um what are you having i feel like this is kind of a moot question for chris no i have one that's because there is one that i actually don't know much about because i came up with the the concept i don't know a lot about it and i did specifically because the unknown factors was horrifying which is episode 20 duality the thomas gardner specifically that voice in the static whenever thomas gardner is this if you're static whether it's his computer fan, the ocean, TV static, a voice comes up, he blacks out, and all of a sudden he's committed atrocities, presumably. Like, I don't really know the source of that right. or what it is, and I find it fascinating because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course, Abby. Um, I, 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 I've had time to think about my answer, and I feel kind of bad because I keep going back to it, but episode 11 was just so great. Yeah, you want to know who made the ca- who built the cabin? <laughs> the where where does the distortion come from? Is it the cabin? Is it the clearing? Is it from that specific person in the cabin? Is there some monster in the woods stalking him, <laughs> want, wanting like compelling him to slowly kill himself off so so it can have its meal? Like yeah. what's going on there? It's a bad mod. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even think about the cabin episode just because, like, I That's don't think of it episode. in the context so of it being a monster. I um, yeah, exactly. There, there were like you didn't like, witness a monster yeah. directly, so you don't know what's causing um, this. I, that that one that one hit me re- in a real cool way because all I could think of at the time, this one I've been going over. That's like one of those episodes that I like I theorize over. Because mm-hmm. um, what it feels like to me is. Up, like uh, the unfortunate effect of yo, know, it's well established like the city's distances are like from place to place, time to travel, things like that are all over the place. They're chaotic. 
what takes you 20 minutes to walk one day might take five. Or Maybe he was on like some some sort of distortion fault line. It's where, to me, that chaos that is somewhat balanced in the rest of the city is just ever expanding out there. Mm-hmm. And he found himself in the middle of when it's of a place where I, it's I just like, I like that idea. Well, like, for, for most of the episode, I thought Chris was building up to, like, a Wendigo kind of thing. Yeah. And I was getting real excited because I... I love Wendigos. Yeah, Wendigos are so cool. I, I do love that. Uh, I got my Wendigo stance. <laughs> I love that establishment of H. Gray goes there, immediately recognizes the signs of the Wendigos. I'm getting that I like the idea that he gets there. He sees all the, uh, presumably, human meat on the counter. So we don't yep. know. That might not be his meat. Who knows? I haven't seen the deer for months. However, he found the letter and read the first line, which is, get out. And yep. he's like, yep, didn't even probably, in my mind, didn't finish the letter. Just put good, it in his good pocket idea. And walked out. <laughs> yep. There's one thing when does know what to do. It's when to stay. Oh, God. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, that's it. But, um, and that was QA. When to go, sorry. We have a job opening. <laughs> when to go. They know do, when do, to do go. Do you get it? <laughs> do, do, do you guys get it? Do you get Abby's dad joke? Singapore, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, it's a question for Chris from Raging Banana Peel. Talbot is pretty all work and no play, but still gets into character when reading files. Is there a party or fun side of Talbot we don't know about? What do you, well, I'm confused. Um, all of Talbot is fun. All work and no play, but Charles a dull boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm confused by the question. I thought Talbot was the funnest, partiest character out of all of them. Um, no, but, uh, I don't know, maybe. I like playing He's Shrek. the second best one, guy One thing know. I can say is, like, Talbot clearly does have some sort of affection towards drama because he does really get to the files under the, someone has to listen to these, so they might as well be entertaining. But he also finds Donahue funny and entertaining. So part of him definitely enjoys more out-there personalities, whether or not Talbot just doesn't have the confidence to be that. We don't know that. I, I wanna, my impression I get from him is he's that kind of person that really likes playing Scrabble. Sure. But like they like playing Scrabble and like fact checking every word, and they think that's a really fun part. Yeah, yeah, that's his, his fun side. <laughs> plus, yeah, plus like, why don't we crack out the book? I mean, they did they did sure. play board games and he like memorized <laughs> yeah. the rule book, and he was disappointed when they played the truth and dare card game and he's like the rule book is thin like he was sad yeah, that the, like, there was like, a like he has the, one game on his phone that's working friends uh these questions were asked okay. multiple times by multiple people so sorry for not crediting you uh but otherwise what are your favorite types of horror and we'll just go around um for me cosmic horror by a long shot, all the Lovecraftian stuff, the unknowns, anything that can leave things up to theorizing, and, uh, like, it's just a, like, honestly, I feel like there's a lot of listeners that are on, on me with that, too, because, frankly speaking, that's the basis of a lot of, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, our podcast, too. I, I'm a bit of a, a big horror fan, so, yeah, Cosmic Horror is great. Um, I love just really, any, like, anything that is just there. You don't need to explain it super hard. But yeah, give it a little bit of an explanation, you know, like uh, I'll say the Hellraiser, yeah, you give it like, okay, these guys are these, these guys kind of appear with appear with the box, or these like they're these demons. You get some like a little bit of explanation for it, like the original uh, movie. 
but you don't need to sit there and explain it for like half an hour to just kind of get what we're getting. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't like. Heavy yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't need a thesis on what's happening. Um, but yeah, any horror movie where the where the cast is so woefully just powerless to really what's happening, the most they could do like you can never defeat it. You can kind of steer it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that too. We take bikini bottom and push it somewhere else. I'm gonna start um, on, the, on like another note with something like an example of like things I don't like up on the autumn mark. Uh-huh. Um, it's like when it's just kind of like you know like oh, it's kind of like a jerk move. I I don't like things that like leave a really bad taste of like yeah that just kind of seems like it's a jerk move you know I I like much rather like there needs a level of like people doing like, like fairness. Yeah, there needs to be a, a chan- level of fairness. You need a chance um, of success. Yeah, there needs to be a level, time. or at least like you know, I really need pain here. You know, mm. um, like I'm I'm poking around. You know, I took the slab, and now I won't give it back. You know, now <laughs> now that my house is full of like feet. You know, like uh, yeah, that's fair. You know, you're not, you're, you're, not, you're not being a jerk. I'm not giving back your slab. That, that feels good. Oh, you like when it's actually poetic, not when it's just pretending to be poetic. Like, I, I also like when the horror is so, like, like strange, and we're in, like, this world that we're kind of figuring out as, like, we're learning the rules of. Like, one example I like is Rule of Rose, that one video game that I do own, um, that got banned everywhere. <laughs> um, but... You're on, like, this airship, and there's all these creepy children, and all the, like, nothing really makes sense, but you're kind of um, frog-boiled into this sense of where you are, where you're kind of learning what's around you, like, you're learning the rules, you're kind of turned into that this is your reality you're in now, Um, and when you're exploring those deeper themes that underlying that, it doesn't even have to be a slasher coming and being, like, kind of a jerk, Um, it it could just be like this is a deep dive of something under that in a world that all makes sense like after. Mm. you're like when there's yeah. structure and rules to actually kind of yeah. even, if, yeah. even if you're not aware of like, them a, the moment. a lot of fun in horror isn't like oh i'm a guy and i'm gonna yeah, I agree. Who is your favorite author or favorite book? I guess, man, I, I, I don't have like a singular favorite. Oh, it's uh, not Abby. Um, uh, Abby and her fan fiction. Abby and her fan fiction. Oh, Gary with Zuko. Oh, I'm so shelmering. Where am I thirsty? Oh, boy, are you. Um. So the question was, what's your favorite book and or author, basically? Yes. The Dresden Files uh, oh, by Jim yeah. Butcher. Um, like, I've read a lot of different stuff. I've read Tom Clan- tons of Tom Clancy books. I've read, um, I don't know, I, j- I just really like, uh, I love Jim Butcher's writing style. Uh, I like his just, like, layman's breakdowns of how magic works, <laughs> his world building. Uh, it's just, it's fun. It's not always taking itself too seriously, but you know, keeps the drama up too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I 
I've, there's a lot of book series that I put down for a long time and then couldn't feel like I could go back to continue reading. The Dresden Files, I was able to kind of drop right back into. Same with um, same, same, same with some of his other series, too. Mm. Uh, I just really like his writing style. Uh, so I'm also a big fan of Dresden Files. I really like it. I think my favorite would be uh, Full Moon. Still continuing on with the series, of course. I haven't gotten through all of it yet, but I super love them. Um, if I was to pick a favorite book from my childhood, it would probably be uh, The Thief Lord by uh, Cornelia, uh, Cornelia Funk. Um, it's, it's Funk with an E at the end. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Funky. Funky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Funky, but also it's like, it seems like it seems like Everybody gets funky. Clap, clap, clap hands. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's probably my favorite book from my childhood. It's this really enchanting story about a bunch of orphans in Venice, um, that are being taken care of by this other kid who calls himself the Thief Lord, and they and he goes to these rich homes and at middle of night and steals them with the things to uh, pawn off and be able to sort of exist in um, Venice. Mm. Um, and it's this really fun story. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'll I recommend check it. it out. I'll check it out. Um, I haven't read a book in a while. I, I usually, like, grab miscellaneous things that are, like, oh, this is an interesting cover, because that's how I judge all books. Um... Of, I like detective things and I like thriller things. Um, if I had to name one book series that has been really influential for me as a person, morally, spiritually, and um, literally, it, it will be Warrior Cats. <laughs> uh, of course. What else could it have been? Warrior Cats went so hard. Okay, like as a, as a child, I was like, oh, yeah, when you were like thirteen, <laughs> so hard. There's no right to slap that one. There's such a, um, there's like, a really funny story about some so like, Me and Kevin, right? Like, we were like talking, and we were talking like online, and I wanted to do one of my favorite things, um, because of what I did growing up, and that was look at Sad Warrior Cat Envy, um, where they played the specific Maya Moore from Avenue. And uh, Kevin. Well, well, <laughs> And so I changed my mind on the story part. Um, and, and Kevin didn't know what Warrior Cats was. I have never at this point heard of Warrior Cats. So um, I was watching this video. And I was my like, stepmom oh my God. forced me to read Warrior They're Cats. So, I was so good. I will, I will take no pleasure. I will take no pleasure. I said my stepmom forced me to read it. That's all I said. Um, I was like, um, you have to watch it with me. It's the funniest stuff. Um, like, um, Cloud Kit just got carried away from a bird, and he's like, he thought I was watching real cats, like, die, as I was describing Because <laughs> it was, like, like top, like, 20 warrior cats deaths, and I was just being like, oh, man, that's so funny. You he's know? like, oh, man, that guy, oh, man, they got it hard. Like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> wow. I knew cat videos were all over the internet, but this is... I thought you were just on YouTube watching these, like, this is like just the, the monkey hate rabbit hole. I, I kind of want to like like hundred faces of death, but more like nine hundred hidden lives. Exactly. I thought you were watching like, good, they, like faces of death with cats. And I was they like, were what not are you talking all about. Kids. It was so funny. It was all set to my world. It was just like, was oh like, yeah, they caught their throat. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, just pictures of like um, NS Pink cats like to my immortal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wow. I'm so tired of being here. And there's a cat flying away on a bird, and it's just so funny. Uh, how do you feel about hearing your own voice? Chris and I answered this one last time. To recap, I hate it. Chris loves it. Mike? Um, 
I hate hearing Chris's voice. Uh, <laughs> no, wow, I'm kidding. Uh, so you don't appreciate our 4 a.m. phone calls that go on until 8 a.m.? Uh, I have never appreciated anything less. <laughs> uh, I'm split on it. I think it's less of an aversion to hearing my own voice and more of an aversion to hearing something that I've already read, then recorded, then listened back to already a fourth time. Uh, I don't have, like, an issue with my voice. I don't like to hear my voice. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think there was a certain point of, like, I got really into doing a bunch of different characters for games that I was running that I stopped kind of hating my voice. But I never really just like hearing my voice. I don't know. I'm in the middle there. I like playing your voice to pretend you're still here. I, what? It's so weird oh, hearing your own voice, because <laughs> you don't, like, you hear yourself talking, right? But you don't, it, it's always different recorded, like, it's... Like, you never, it's, you never sound like you think you do. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, it was a little weird. You know, I feel weird hearing my own voice. I don't hate it. <laughs> like, the first time I heard Toby, like, recorded, I was like, who who dubbed over me doing, <laughs> doing Toby? <laughs> this is a weird way for Chris to tell me I'm fired. <laughs> hearing my own voice, um, the f- first thought I've ever had was, oh. <laughs> well, oh. it's kind of like fun, and then I turn it off, <laughs> and um, then it kind of turned to when I heard my voice more when I got like more experience into. Oh no! You know when you're in a shower and you think of an argument you had, and you're like, "Oh, I could have done that better." I I'm not in like I'm listening there and not thinking of the story. I'm like, "Oh, now that I'm thinking about it now, oh, I could have done that way better." <laughs> like oh man, I'm such you, a better you idea. You hear everywhere you can improve. Yeah, I'm like oh, that's, I have such better ideas now. That that, that, could, that could have been so much better. The weirdest part is yeah. when you have people that you know they love your character or they like they think they sound really cool, oh and then God. you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a little like oh okay. <laughs> it's like you you think I sound cool? Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Where are all my waitress fans? That's new. <laughs> Please ask for a waitress match. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Next up, what is your favorite performance, and what was your least? Uh, out of our own performances, or just from everyone's performances? Answer however you like. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> keep it relegated to the patient file. Uh, Abby's Julia Sanders' sudden death. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? That was a good one. That was a yep. good one. No, you, I, I watched you put your heart and soul into that death. Uh, <laughs> you did fall. And what was your least favorite should I pick out a coworker for a delivery I hated? <laughs> Talbot. So, uh, <laughs> that son of a bitch. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All of Talbot. Uh, um, honestly, I, I've had, like, deliveries that I've been immediately not fond of that I've done, and performances I've been immediately not fond of. But I will say, given most of the series was recorded while I was living with Chris and Celine. They usually got remedied with a second recording. Yeah. Um, so uh, for ones that actually made it into the series, I think they've been about faced pretty well. Yeah. And I'm uh, so like I've I've had plenty that I was just like oh, I I hated that I hated how I did that. But I could just take some time, walk back into the recording room, and do it again. 
Yeah, wake um, me up in the middle of the night. Wake you up in the middle of the night. Um, when September yeah. ends. Yeah. <laughs> Kidnap you from work, take you home, do it again. Um, it cost you two jobs. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, uh, you know, normal, normal friend things. Right. Um, normal people things. <laughs> normal like flesh people. This is less specific, but I'd say there are times where because we don't always all record at the same time. Um, like it's often different days, uh, referencing different scripts, usually relying on Chris or someone else who was there to say, Hey, this was sort of the tone it was delivered in. So try to match that. There are times where I would hear phenomenal performances from like, uh, uh, from like Dakota with Lucian and things like that. And I had to think back like, man, I could have played off of that if I had been there for that recording session mm-hmm. and just like i feel like i see more missed opportunities rather than yeah. things i just hate i would say i had a favorite it would probably be um abby when they were when you did the uh the cult leader like when when you uh like at the end of climax uh sarah yeah um you ruined everything so you did that delivery was so good um, I know you tried, like, you, like, took that take so many times, make sure you got it right. I think my least favorite would be, uh, would be Goodbye Noah. Um, I think you really, <laughs> really turned it in. That hurts a little, because that was one of the few lines that came from a deep place for me. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, I, I, th- I think I have the same thing where you, where that you have, where, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the Toby lines, I'm recording it when you're not there. So like, because a lot of a lot of Toby's interactions are with H. Gray. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do wish that like I was there with you to kind of like match it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like it would change Toby too much because Toby is just this <laughs> plateau of jolly. Yeah. Um, this 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 unbreakable fortress. Um. Positivity and optimism. Of, of positivity. Yeah. Um, oh, that's why he's age gray spoil. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I feel like it, it wouldn't like I would I wouldn't like wouldn't take it as serious as what you're taking it as. He would try to be even more upbeat. Depending on <laughs> he'd how. He'd go harder. Oh, I mean, he'd go harder. Um, like like commit. Yeah. yeah. To try to 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 try to elevate you even a even a bit. To get a giggle out of you and it yeah. not work. The uh, Cal- Caliban's performance? Yeah, I love yeah. Caliban. Oh, yeah, oh, Caliban did a great, great uh, Peter, you still dress like George R. R. Martin? Um, <laughs> you know he is. Talking, talking about um, I I thought that was so cool. I I like that entire thing. Like, I just love it. Oh um, and least favorite one. Um, uh, the funny lie. I thought it was funny when you said the cult leader was because I was gonna bring her up. Slander. <laughs> um, and it's. Kind of, and I'm saying that this is my least favorite one because it's one of those I didn't hear the other people when I did a cult leader, right? And cult leaders have so many different flavors. There's yeah. so many different flavors of cult leader. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh man, I, I really wish I like went through because you can take it so many different ways and like try to bring it out in different ways. And I'm like, that's 
done that way better. It's one of the it's the one I look back most and like, oh, I could have done this better. Yeah. You know? And the thing that really gets me is because you don't hear the other people and the other girl that was like, um, like doing sister stuff, right? Yeah. Um, she had an accent and I didn't know she was gonna do an accent. Yeah. Well, like the thing <laughs> is, is like Sarah was a part of the cult, like as the cult leader. Yeah. So it's unlikely they were actually sisters. Yeah, but I, you know. I would have left that ambiguity. That's true. We kind of got hard yeah. answered when you're like, yeah. hi, I'm from Michigan. I, she gives them like an Appalachian yeah, accent. I, I heard her do like her accent when I looked at her. I'm like, oh, da beans. Oh, <laughs> oh cinnamon toast crunch. Like, oh, like, oh, I would have, oh, man. Strawberry like, sherbet. Yeah, I just started like punching down tables and like, but, uh, um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Chris does have a lot of tables set up for when Abby does get upset. Yeah. At least seven. Yeah. Rounded up to the nearest seven. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um really I think when you ask least favorite performances, most people are gonna say their own missed opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite episode and why? I'm gonna be honest. Mine is uh, for the longest time it was there were a couple from like like the early episodes of the season, right? Uh Juliet Sanders, uh the uh, the insectoid monster from the first one. Like, for the longest time, like, those stuff with me. Maybe it's just because it's like, oh, we're actually doing this kind of vibe from it, right? But it has since been replaced with the whole finale of uh, the se- season. All three episodes. Uh, all, three se- three, all three episodes of the, of the finale. Everyone was kind of, like, pulling out their A game. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it building up to just that perfect kind of... I, I think we... We all pretty much agreed that like the ending of that mm-hmm. was just fantastic. You paced that perfectly, Chris, Aww, with the thank writing. You. you got the uh, uh, it, it, the uh, the impact, that sense of. Uh, are we allowed to do uh, mention specifics of that yet? Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's already uh, out. And if, first oh, yeah. of all, if you're tuning in, is this your first episode? Why? Yeah, why was it? You're gonna get more spoilers with this uh, for season one if you keep going. Um, <laughs> or so start. Right. So at least finish. So if if you haven't finished season one, uh, pause me. Uh, go finish it, then come back. You really hit a good mark with the uh, uh, Lucian betrayal. Yeah. yeah. There at the oh, end. I, I like no, saying no. the same child line twenty times. <laughs> Probably your favorite favorite performance. <laughs> um, I think it's either I feel like Catalyst. I don't know if you count both like parts as sure. as favorite episodes. I, I adore the Catalyst. Twelve okay. to thirteen. Yeah, yeah. twelve to thirteen. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean that's also when everything. Abby only gave me answers. Do you have an actual answer? I, I said the the catalyst. The catalyst. Okay. Yeah, she's like just because I said the name wrong doesn't mean it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't know what the cataclysmic. The cataclysmic. The Yeah, I was about to say that. I, I like that episode kind of just because I had a lot of fun doing it. So it's yeah. kind of like good memories, and like when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. You know, it's it's more like a like. Trip. Plus, you got to reprise your Juliet Sanders. I got to see Juliet. I did like Juliet Sanders. I'll lose her. Yeah. Alright. Um, <laughs> and now that we have established she's permanently dead forever, and I'm kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which monster or creature of the city would you, the 
voice actors think you could overcome, and which ones would you hate to encounter? I'm going to go with the anglers for ones I think I can overcome. Because H. Gray, if H. Gray can shoot them, Molotov them, and just generally kill them with normal means, then I might be able to as well. I don't know if I'll fare well against the insect, the insect that mimics voices. Hmm. I don't know how to kill that something that big. Um, I can attest I, that I have seen like fight at least three fish. So I, think I did. Can handle that. Yeah, I beat two of them. I do kill uh, <laughs> and he just hasn't died yet. So. Um, I'm in immense pain. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know how to deal with Caliban. I don't think anyone really knows how to deal with Caliban. Calamari. Um, <laughs> I, I know he's a very unique thing. Nah, I think you got him. It's if fine. I can't shoot it, stab it, or uh, escape it, yeah. then I'm going to have a bad time. <laughs> sure, I think Caliban's also hard to just escape. Like, yeah, no. He's going to have to your... He, it, he's I mean, esoteric at best. Um, yeah. He's wherever shadows are, so good luck finding a place without shadows. The, the more light you go to, the more stark the shadows. The less light you go to, it's technically all shadows. I don't... I wish yeah. you had a light. <laughs> I, I'm gonna... No. I, okay. <laughs> walking straight into the sun, maybe? For least wanting to take care of it. Like, I don't want to touch this. Um, the mold. Uh, um, it's just like, okay, I guess my life is reset. <laughs> like at my like the the my house belongs to the mold now. So um, you would just like done move. Yeah, out. no, I just like like if this the, by the second person I bring in that has that cannot see it, uh-huh. I'm leaving everything. That's funny because that's the monster I I, I picked for. I could take. <laughs> How are you taking care of that? <laughs> are you just spraying it with bleach? Open your works. Me too. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, okay, that's like, by the time I bring in two people who have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm just really picking up my life and going somewhere else. To be fair, as your friends, we do gaslight you all the time. Right, so I, I won't know. And <laughs> I'll have to bring a stranger in. Right, I gotta bring a stranger and then they won't know either. And they're like, well, now I look like a fool. I'm just gonna, like, just get in the car, move to, like, Wyoming. Or you'll assume that they're just, like, the rest of your friends and be like, wait, are they just fucking no, with like, me? No, like, that I found one random mean lord who's just like, yeah, I'm gonna totally talk to this guy who's clearly... Well, he did agree to go to a stranger's house to look at molds. Right. Like, you just walk up to someone at a home depot, like, hey, I have mold, you wanna come look at it? And, like, um, the person goes, yeah! Well, I like, wouldn't leave with a mold. I'm like... I show you you mean the <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a different. He's just so disappointed when you're strange. You're like, I don't see anything. All right, you can go. Wait, maybe I do. I don't know. You're not gonna flash me. Start of a best buddy cop movie. No. I'm gonna take that stranger and then move to Wyoming. Okay. In terms of who I could take, I would suplex the. The loving shit out of that scarecrow full of crows. <laughs> I, I would, I would destroy that thing. Revenge for crow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the idea of it, like lover that you all creepy. You just like run up to it, grab it, suplex it, and you just like, hear like a thousand tiny cracking sounds. Exactly. <laughs> like I would just, I would just drop kick it. It would fold in half, and then I would just like start stomping it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fear of that thing. I have so many bats and bugs that I would, like, in my home, I would just, I would, I would demolish So it's that. funny, because someone also said that the thing they could take is the crows and the, the other one. Yeah, but we're tag team. No, no, but they went about it not with, like, 
just hitting it. They were just like, I would just take off the sack and the clothes, and then the scarecrow isn't there. Well, and then it was like, but then you have a murder of crows. Yeah, no, that is the only thing helping you in that situation. If it was, <laughs> yeah. if it was a thousand crows that were free range and just like swarming, yeah, that was, that's not on my list anymore. It's like, guys, have you <laughs> ever seen The Birds? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, there was a whole movie that gave a woman like PTSD that stood that tells me I can't handle that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I would absolutely destroy everything. I get stronger every day. Uh, <laughs> like a super saiyan, you know. I mean, I have been growing stronger, like, the more you've been feeding me. How do you think information gets into the city, i.e. the internet, TV shows, Earth history, etc.? Um, my history. My history. <laughs> oh. The city is oh, just that's better space. than my answer. <laughs> well, honestly, I think it's one of two ways. Either one... The information is censored by whatever families are in have have major influence in the city because mm-hmm. we've already been well it's well been well established are small groups that hold immense power. Yeah, um, I want to interject really quick here for a few listeners. Um, it has been well established because we mentioned the families mm-hmm. Dakota did in the previous thing. It has not been mentioned in the patient files, um, but it has been mentioned in. And well established in Patriot investigations. Oh, yeah. yeah there yeah. are certain families that kind of run the city mm-hmm. uh, in very different ways. Um, and it's not necessary lore for the patient files. It doesn't play a huge part in the patient files, but if you are interested, you know where to find it. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, to some extent, we have a little glimpse at one of their operations in uh, the season finale of, you know, of. Uh, the patient files in the form of the uh, the post office, the, the the mail carriers, and to I like to think it's that nice. their their reach and the re- those that control them and what they control doesn't just stop at the mail, that it stops at you know incoming and outgoing. It, it extends to incoming and outgoing information in the city. Like people in the city know what France is, they get postcard cards probably. But how much access that they get to, say, you know, the ability to schedule flights to France might be pretty limited. And so it's selective information is what I like to think. Okay. I like to think it's, like, gossip that people, like, gossip about and think it's natural, but it's not. Do you oh, hear it's about like a medic? Do you, yeah. hear, do you hear about that mythical place called Michigan? Michigan? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear about exemption like that's crazy right <laughs> and like that's how like like you go to the haircut case and suddenly you have like all your knowledge on the world and you think you just naturally got it but it's really just from the haircut place i think it's all from chatty hairdressers and like every time someone gets a haircut they're like oh yeah and that's just naturally how the world is so but we, they've never left the city we weren't supposed to give really big spoilers oh. um but i guess it's out now um oh. yeah it's the hairdressers I, I like that. <laughs> no, that's actually a good answer. Like just gossip. Like I like the idea of it being like, uh, just yeah, yeah. That people are just can I change my answer? That's good. It feels, <laughs> it feels natural, and that's why it doesn't tip them off of like, why are we getting like this random like new thing? Wait a minute, yeah. where are we? Yeah, <laughs> where are we? I like to think that it is sort of this kind of like Inception almost, where there is this sort of force that is, like, 
kind of pulling information from the outside and sort of kind of sprinkling it into just like the on like the, the underlying subconscious of the population. Okay. So like an actual entity that's taking the information and implanting it in people yes. in the back. That's you know, just, just, just Chem- chemtrails. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to like kind of like keep things mm-hmm. light. Like, you know, because like if like if there's like nothing that's like if there's no like topics that are there, I'm just gonna just be like sitting there like boring. Yeah. Uh I've just decided it is a an esoteric, strange, and eldritch plant called the rumor weed. <laughs> that, and that is how it spreads its seeds. Uh, it's called the grapevine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like that one. <laughs> Alright, grapevine. I decided it's a diamond. Can you fight your own character? Hell no. Um, <laughs> especially if you've, like, listened to uh, any of H. Gray investigations. Some of the shots that H. Gray pulls off are ridiculous. <laughs> uh, especially from, like, a, a holstered position with his... Be- and, and, I'm on an okay shot. I am. And I'm even, not that. Even not even consider HK investigation. The way that he like quickly disarms. Um, yeah, H. Gray can fight. He kicked yeah. my ass. Um, I I'm, do it. I'm a jelly boy. Um, I think. I think like the only person who could fight their own character is Chris. <laughs> because yeah. Chris, Chris can kick the shit out of Talbot. Talbot's a nerd. He can. Yeah. I know. Tell you push Talbot a little too far. Well. I just won't. I, I already. I told my strategy last time. My strategy: the very first thing I would do is walk up to the stack of papers and throw them into the air. Mm. And while he's confused and upset and trying to reorganize the files, I just wail on. Yeah. You know, his ability the, doesn't yeah. work on. I don't have. I'm using the fairy method of like spilling. Yes. <laughs> spilling salt and, or pepper on the ground, and he's got to count every grain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, Talbot wouldn't. That's how they fought. That's how they fought in Leprechaun. Yeah, exactly. See? Kevin? Oh, you, are you going with Toby or Greg? Or I don't feel like I could beat up either of them. <laughs> if you're multiple uh, people, are they like fighting at the same time, like tag team style? Or no, Final Fantasy turn based. Okay. Oh, I, I could take exactly none of the monsters I, I played. Um, I could definitely not take Greg. I, um, I think you would break I think. I think. I yeah. Feel like, I think you'd be would, inconvenienced to Greg. You'd be like, oh, no. And just like, right. I don't think Greg would notice me fighting. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I made salad. Do you want one too? You know, yeah. like. Um, for Toby, I feel like I would go to, like, go to, like, rush him, but then he would befriend me, and we would have, like, a, we would go on, and like, a also, lovely lunch together. Also, it's already been proven that he can have his throat slit, survive an entire right. ritual, and a drive back to the hospital. Yeah. So, like. Is that not well, how do you win? Different. <laughs> is that not common skin haver? No, no. I, I should give you a manual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, like, I feel like Toby would be my best bet, but I don't think I could, like, beat him in the long haul. Yeah, like, he would get you in endurance. Right. And then also, if I did strike Toby, Gray would, like, ricochet shot me from, like, down the street. <laughs> I, I kind of imagine your fight with Toby would be that one episode of Spongebob where, like, uh, we go fast. <laughs> yeah! I'll go fast. I get fired. The is just punching him, like, hey, hey, Toby, I'm gonna kick your butt. And then he's just like, no, he's gonna kick my butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. I have some questions. Do they know I'm a threat? <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, no, you just no, you're okay. you're you're put in a boxing ring together and the bell rings. Okay, so they do know this is a fight. 
Yes. Okay. Um, second question. Do I get, like, prep time off? No. 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 Okay. As, um, as you are in this moment. As I am right now with, with my feather boa and my giant sunglasses, I've in only been increasing moment. in size. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you think you can take Juliet? Okay. The girl who keeps coming back from the dead. So, like, let's say, to give them a fair shot, right, it's like everyone I'd like. So, like, we have Juliet, um, waitress, is there. Um, she's, like, in the, like, a plain girl thing. Um, <laughs> Roxanne, like, sitting on her face. Um, <laughs> Literally. Um, that one cult leader, she's, she's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that other girl, like, it's just they're all bad. So, and they're all fighting me at the same time to give them a fair chance. I do feel like I would win. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. I, I feel like I would, like, um, pull, like, I would, I would confuse them. And then I would hit them with a bat. I think they're plenty confused because they're already, like, why are we in a death arena? Oh, if, if they're all already confused, like, I'm just gonna, like... I, okay, here's what You're the only one that's not confused. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand behind them and be like in their voice. Like, we're like, oh, man. <laughs> How come you <laughs> sound <laughs> just like me? I think we have to fight each other. That's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> you use your voices to pick them against each other? <laughs> you don't have to keep fighting each other. So they start fighting against each other, right? I take out the waitress. No one's paying attention to her. No one cares. Right? She's still trying to take everyone's orders. So, like, I pretend she's attacking me. Right? I put some of her blood on me, I pretend I'm like dead. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> then, like, I wait for the one that'll be last left. I think Juliet would be left left standing somehow. Right? Somehow she'd do it. Somehow she would find a way. <laughs> yeah. That you have Roxanne Lawson, someone Rock- who can't die. Yeah. And Juliet Sanders, who comes back from the dead. Yeah, yeah, Cold Leader gets hit by lightning, so like, yeah. she's out. <laughs> That's a self-solving problem. That's a self-solving problem. Um, um, there would be a fight until, like, um, Roxanne will, like, um, kind of have a wardrobe malfunction and then tap out to go take her. You know, her. actually what it is, <laughs> since we're all stuck in yeah. the arena, she can't run for that. Oh, yeah, she can't. And then yeah. that is just a waiting game for that. I'm yeah. already, I'm retaining the dead. Juliet thinking, oh, man, finally, the misery that of this mind life is over. I can finally go back home after being trapped after all this. And then I come in the back of the bat. <laughs> so I And here comes everyone with a steel chair! <laughs> like, um, it's it's I'm so pathetic looking like at the start, right? Like and I, I feel like I can get some titles that I I feel like after I kill witches. Okay, at first I was like this isn't a real answer, but the more and more I hear you yeah. talk. More important um, than this. Yeah, no, I like that this I, is all I, a callback to your earlier answer of your hair wound being soft one. <laughs> <laughs> where you're just lying <laughs> dead in the middle of the arena, and then when Arthur stands back up, you slam shut the door and say, "Get him over." <laughs> 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 I like. I don't even fight Juliet. I leave like a flyer for like a getaway vacation at like some mansion, you know, that she'll go to, and then she'll get trapped. <laughs> I, 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 I love the kid that you're always watching. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm pretty So sorry. it turns out you already did fight her, and yeah. okay. Just... Now I win. Now I do win. You... <laughs> so much of the backstory of the city. Now I can also. Do you do this full time? No. Be cool too. But no. No. <laughs> Look, it's safe to assume that no one here does this full time. Yet, I would that is to. the goal. Like being, you know, if I if this could be my only job, oh my god, right? It would be. 
Like I like and don't get me wrong, I still put forty, fifty hours a week into this project, but if I also didn't have to put forty hours into other stuff. Do you have a personal method or ritual to get into character before recording? So we specifically really quick, I want to check. We specifically we went around telling ours and Peter laughed at this question and goes, I can't wait to hear Mike's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone? So Mike, what do you have one? Yeah. Tell us. Um, I want to know. Can you show me? <laughs> okay. So I have a little bit of trouble do just jumping right into the H. Gray voice. So I have to... Uh, I don't know what help and why this helps me, but it does. I say, uh, rumble, rumble, grumble. Shut up, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I can just uh, to keep going. <laughs> and if I ever lose track of I say, shut Talbot. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, and I basically just get real belligerent with my coworkers yeah. <laughs> for some reason, and I have <laughs> trouble getting into character if I don't just preface the voice acting, uh, preface the run with some uh, some uh, nice dis- character disparity. Yeah, and it's it's fine. It doesn't hurt at all. And shut. <laughs> shut. Um, I guess, like, very similar, and I do this with a lot of my, uh, like, D&D characters, or I just kind of find, like, a catchphrase they would say, or just, like, little isms they do, and sort of do that in character, um, before, like, a session or recording, you know, to kind of get into the voice of it. Like, for, uh, Toby, I go, hey, boss, how's it going, boss? Like, just, like, just talking to H. Gray. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, for, uh, Greg, it's always, just, like, Greeting someone like, oh, hello, Velvet. Uh, mm-hmm. hello, H. Gray. How are you? Uh, or just him going, boom, 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 boom. um, this is different for me because I don't have a solo character, right? So it's like I'm, 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 I'm dead girl of the, of the week. Yeah, when I come yeah. in, she's um, a walking graveyard. I, my name on our Discord is Girl Graveyard for the amount of dead women <laughs> that I am. It used to be just girl, but then like we had other girls, so I'm like, okay, let me specify. <laughs> um, usually, what I do because I'm like, okay, and I go in and I get this character, and I'm like, and I'm like, kind of going over. Usually, I go like, no, nah, I don't like that, and I go over it. And when I go to the mic, uh, because I can't not move around. Um, before I start, I jump multiple times, and I usually repeat. Uh, like I think for Juliet, I went, "I'm a strong, <laughs> I'm a strong woman." <laughs> yeah, you like you say out loud all yeah. the characteristics of a character. Yeah, I, so I'm. I imagine I'm jumping on, on like near to my friend, like I'm a strong woman. I I'm rich, but I'm down to earth. The reason <laughs> the waitress became a meme is because when you were doing your jumping up and down, you're like. I'm an eldritch being of untold power. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm coming up and down, I'm, I'm doing, like, reformations to me. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm a strong, powerful cult leader. You don't need no mana. You don't need no mana. You got this. You got this. Yeah. And <laughs> don't clip that. But, but there's, so I, like, <laughs> I do. Um, gymnastics routine, and then I'm like, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had to build an entire like gymnastics floor. I'm so sorry. It helps if I move. Yeah. Um, beforehand, maybe because I'm so jumpy. Once that recording studio is done, because we have one that's in construction, listeners, oh. that I'm pointing at, plenty of room for you to jump around, somersault, whatever you want. Okay. 
The, the textures aren't even on it yet. It's kind of just it's that pink and black checkerboard. It's actually red and black. <laughs> it is. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll show you guys after. But, sorry, I digress. How big is the basement where you keep the voice actors? Oh, that was for me. And I answered this last time, but I'm going to answer it again. It is 20 by 50 feet. I do have a corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How tall? Um, Depending on where you are in the basement. Like Abby's basement's crouch height. Um, but over towards where Peter's at. Wait, did you say crouch or crotch? Crouch. Crouch. crouch? Oh, okay, so it's per- it's per- perfectly tall enough for Abby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's why. Like, I mean, I'm a monster, but I'm not yeah. a monster. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than you think, but less than you think. I like it because it's kind <laughs> of, like, tucked away a little bit. So, like, when somebody new comes in, they don't see right away. Yeah, it's the most shadowy Yeah, there's a lot of alcoves yeah. and, like, hidden walkways. Yeah. Abby just kind of phantomly operas herself. <laughs> Phantom the, of the basement. Honestly, I think people are asking the wrong questions. The real impressive part was the MC Escher down upstairs. Uh-huh. Thank you, Olin. Um, what are you looking forward to the most in the future in regards to the patient files? H. Gray's life getting better and <laughs> fewer tribulations. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going to have a much easier time, right? Uh-huh. Right, guys? Uh-huh. So I'm excited <laughs> for season nine. Because I did what? Tapping Chris's computer, I did edit like half the season. That it and is, invented three more. It is uh, it's Greg. It is not H. Greg. It's Greg. Um, in a very heated on and off again love triangle with a Actually, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that because this is when H. Greg dies. Yeah. And so Greg, out of honor, starts calling himself H. Greg. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to have. Um, my character be um, character in that I get to be multiple times. A solid yeah, person. I'm excited to be a, a character with everyone else because I feel really lonely when they're all like sharing memes and they're like, oh, this is so us, right? And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh. yeah, it doesn't help that we tag you in those memes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess I, I one serious answer, one joke answer. I'm not going to tell you which one, so you'll have to which one. That's um, I was a for a character that uh, is going to be coming up in season two that I'm playing. Um, that uh, <laughs> hasn't really been hinted on or anything like that, so they'll be coming up at some point. Uh-huh. No, you know they are. I do. Um, if this is the true one. Yeah, it might, might be. Uh, also, when um, in the next season, when H. Gray does uh, when H. Gray does spear uh, Greg off of the roof. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. then he comes back as uh, H. Gray. Yeah, I wonder. I <laughs> you have no idea how funny that is. Um, <laughs> You have to listen to a lot of uh, HP investigations, have you? Who is your favorite character and favorite monster slash creature, and why? Um, we kind of did. Yeah, we kind of answered. Let's re- yeah. recap. So, I guess just a recap. Um, you, fa- your favorite monster. Yeah. The 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 insectoid from episode one. Um, just I don't know. I don't like it. And who's your favorite um, character? My favorite Ooh. character, freaking Lucian, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. he Lucian, yeah. knocks it out of the. Uh, even look Dakota this? knocks it out of the park. Like Dakota's He's not so here. Fun. Are people even gonna look at this? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean Dakota's not here. This one might not get listened to. Yeah, all, there's no right? Donahue in there's this episode. There's no Donahue. There's no Peter. There's no Peter. We're B team. There's no Dalton. Are we the B team? Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. 
That means me. Wait, no, I'm also working. Oh, oh, God, I'm Kevin Tier? Right? <laughs> I do want to add a little bit to the last thing, the last question, which yeah. is something we're looking forward to from you guys. Yeah. Specifically, you two, is because oh, no. as, by you two, I mean Abby and Kevin. They are, everyone here is incredibly talented, okay. but I have yet to really showcase Abby and Kevin in any real big way. Like, I love your performances, I love the characters you play and how you play them, but I want to, I can't wait to see you guys in a bigger role. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I am I am too, so that. then I can post a meme and be like, yeah, okay, this is my character. Yes. Um, <laughs> I so, so I answered a little earlier with, like, the favorite monster, which would be the wandering possessive spirit. Um, super like them. Love oh, to, would love to get, would love to get, would love to be a host of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of favorite character, uh, I would also agree. Donahue is just a love. I love Donahue. I wish yeah. Dakota was here. He's always fun on scene. Yeah, yeah, Dakota. Yeah, Dakota now does a good job, but also Donahue as a character is mm-hmm. is pretty good. I think. Right, he livens up damn near every scene that he's in. Oh, oh yeah, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he has to say. Charles. Charles. Um, your favorite character in monster? Can we like continue the Donahue circle? Bit? Sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Calamari. What was his name? Calamari. Calamari. Why we all love him so much and everyone's getting his name I, wrong? I got it named. I love. Well, I did it wrong too. <laughs> um, I love you, Calamari. I I think he's cool. He is. He's... Um. I I I just thought it was neat. Yeah, it, it's it's a really cool way of being like here's a. Here's a very specific type of person you find on the internet, but given actual power. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think it's just the way it's acted, but I'm like, yeah. I, 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 like I, I, I just really love that a lot, so like that, that stuck out to me. Um, so, and Donahue and Beatrice, who um, does have way more going on than people think. Did I ever tell you, um, <laughs> did I ever tell you we have a list of names uh, that me and Dalton keep for record keeping of all the characters that we have mentioned or that and that stuff? So we don't reuse names a lot. And we also have a description of the characters so we know where they fit in. And the waitress is just the waitress. And the description is Eldrick Bean of Uncold Told Power. She is. So, um, it, it, it is, like, the amount of actual lore that is in that character is... <laughs> okay. What is the biggest difference between your character and you? And Raven. <laughs> hey. Oh man! I mean, you're not wrong. You got a draw there. Um, man, there um, are good things in your life. There, I have a few things I'm happy with in my life. Wait, That's a big still? difference. <laughs> uh, I know you're trying hard to upset that, but uh, um, I have a few things I'm still happy with in my life, and uh, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Like, although there are days where I get really excited that I get tacos. It's not H. Gray excited about tacos. That's yeah. a lie, and you know it. Uh, not all with H. Gray's level of getting excited about tacos is my excitement. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so tired of tacos. I love tacos. Tacos are great. Very I'm happy. So, I love I'm you. So I, I love you, but tacos came first. I'm so tired. Tacos have been there for me. <laughs> Don't make me choose between the tacos. He's not a bloodthirsty combat expert. <laughs> I'm just bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert yet. <laughs> yeah, I still have Working on it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. Greg's sheer ability to clean up a mess 
<laughs> if I had Greg's janitorial skills for a day, I could clean the world, really. Um, he's limited by the walls of that office. Juliet had her lifeway more together, and she was in a time loop, and I think that's kind of sad, but, you know. <laughs> it's um, really ironic. She has her life together. Well, if I did my life multiple times... She's not alive. If I did my life multiple times, I feel like I'd figure it out at all. So, she's, she's way more capable and confident. I'm not confident. Um... You say as you can take on the entire. <laughs> I would like people to at this point then review every answer Abby's given so far. Like, there's a difference between confidence and facts. I know facts. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm gonna say sorry the entire time doesn't mean I'm not gonna win. <laughs> I know. What can we expect from you in season two? A sore throat. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, God damn it. Uh, um, as soon as I said that, I met. I guess everyone can imagine the gestures we go on to make by now. Um, we would never. Uh, this is a place of oh yeah, it's a pre- place of professional professionality, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, as it stands so far, you could definitely expect some more H. Gray. I've got. I know Abby was talking about job security, but it's really feeling like job security to me when it yeah. comes to H. Gray. Yeah. Um, more H. Gray and more heartbreak. Probably. I'm gonna be honest. Probably more, a decent bit more heartbreak. I'm gonna be fishing um, for less gray, honestly. <laughs> that just means more, uh, more Greg. If, uh, if you <laughs> exactly. Do that. So that's why you're going for it. Less gray, more Greg. I really like a gray. A gray? A gray. It's this first name stands for hugs. <laughs> that's our ship name, Greg. Uh, uh, expect possibly more, uh, possibly more Greg, more Toby, more. Unnamed eldritch beings, <laughs> and maybe a little bit of of a named oppositional force. Yeah, but most importantly, as you said, named, you're gonna have a solid character. A solid like. character. I'm excited to be a character. I'm hearing a lot more of me because I'll be actually a character. I can make. I can make me. I can have memes. I'm very excited. I'm really excited to make memes. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Yeah. It'll, it'll be seeing that. Yeah, you haven't had a lot of memes. Yeah, I'm excited to, to be a person. So, in our Discord, <laughs> we very regularly put up random memes. Be like, oh my god, this is so H. Gray. This is so Eli. Living in the city, be like. And, uh, <laughs> so we haven't referenced that. Abby's characters once. I've been so, which I mean, is so fair. true to your characters. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Like, what, what the fuck are you gonna, like, you just send me a picture of a grave and be like, hey, 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 Juliet, you. be like. <laughs> Juliet, be like right now, and uh, I just, I really want to be a part of the club. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to be here and do some monologue. I'm really yeah. excited to do monologue. Yeah, no. I, exactly. I, I hope you guys are excited to have uh, more females. Aside from the patient files, what do you do in your free time? Um,. Lot, a lot like Chris, I do a lot of artwork. Um, I do draw. I, 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 yeah, I draw. Yeah. I have drawn so many things for you guys. Uh, um, I think we've. Few of us at this point mentioned being. Mike is an incredible artist, and he won't believe it. If you want an example of his art, um, look at the Christmas special icon. He drew that as well as. I mean, you did the coloring. I did. I did do the. But you did the drawing. Also, the H. Gray Investigations icon. Yep. But by the way, did the H. Gray Investigations uh, icon in like five minutes while we're sitting at a table just talking about the patient files? I don't remember doing it. 
Yeah, you also, <laughs> did, you also did the Scarecrow, and you drew Juliet Sanders' ghost. Uh, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did all that on, like, one big old sheet, didn't I? I, yeah. the, I just kind of hazed it. It got hazed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's very accurate, bro. You know, I do some gaming here now, uh, now and then. Um, uh, I think it was that. I do uh, Pathfinder, a uh, couple of RPGs. Um, play and paint Warhammer figurines. Nice. Solid hobbies. Um, I I also play Pathfinder. Do you you have a guess on what we do together? <laughs> uh. Uh, various. I I also like Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, We're all very Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that was the final question. Oh, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to listen. We will be getting uh, to work on getting season two out for you guys as soon as possible. Everyone say bye. 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 Alright, everyone back in the next one. Yes. Okay. Uh, woohoo!